Evening Edition is brought to you this week by OnePager, helping you build a beautiful single-page website for your small business. OnePager offers an easy-to-use website builder, integrating everything your business needs and nothing more. The one-page design gives your visitors the information they need about your business as quickly as possible. It's search engine optimized, mobile-friendly, and their selection of beautiful themes means your site will look like it was done by a pro. Pay nothing until you're happy with your website, then paid plans begin at just $8 per month. To get started, visit onepagerapp.com evening. Welcome to Evening Edition for Wednesday, July 17th. Here are some of today's headlines. A judge orders the Obama administration to release its justification for surveillance programs leaked last month by Edward Snowden. Al-Qaeda's Yemen branch loses its number two leader to a U.S. drone strike. In India, violent protests erupt after at least 25 children die eating poisoned school lunches. Penitent Catholics can earn time off purgatory by following the Pope on Twitter and a construction crew in Poland digs up vampire graves from the 16th century. A judge has ordered the Obama administration to declassify a 2008 decision justifying the surveillance programs leaked last month by Edward Snowden. Judge Reggie Walton with the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, or FISA, issued the ruling after Yahoo sued, challenging the program's constitutionality. Yahoo, along with Facebook, Microsoft, AOL, and Google, were obliged to turn over tons of information to the National Security Agency. Meantime, 19 groups represented by the Electronic Frontier Foundation are suing the NSA. They're claiming the government illegally collected their phone records and violated their right of association. Al-Qaeda's Yemen branch has announced that the group's number two leader, Saeed al-Shari, was killed in a U.S. drone strike. The announcement was made in a video posted to websites used by extremists. The Saudi-born militant had been erroneously reported dead at least twice before. According to the video, al-Shari was injured in a drone strike last November, while he was talking on his cell phone. The video did not say when he actually died. Al-Shari had spent six years in Guantanamo Bay prison before he returned to Saudi Arabia in 2007. He fled to join Yemen's al-Qaeda branch, widely considered to be the most dangerous arm of the terrorist organization. In India, heartbroken parents and enraged community members are protesting after a poisoned school lunch killed 25 young children. Dozens more have been hospitalized in critical condition after eating rice, soybeans, and lentils in the cafeteria. An initial investigation found they'd all been poisoned with insecticide that somehow made its way into the food. The surviving children are being treated with a pesticide antidote. The school's headmistress reportedly fled after it became clear the children were seriously ill. Community members burned buses and threw rocks at the police station in anger. They say local authorities took too long to hospitalize the children. The State Department is investigating how the poisonous pesticide made its way into the school lunches. The Vatican is offering time off purgatory to Catholics who follow Pope Francis's tweets. That's right. In an effort to keep up with the times, the papal court is awarding indulgences to penitents who follow Catholic World Youth Day on Twitter and other social media. Indulgences are like extra credit. 
they chip away at demerits that believers rack up by sinning. They were criticized in the Middle Ages when corrupt church officials started selling them for lots of money. But today, you can earn indulgences in many different ways, by climbing the sacred steps in Rome, or attending Catholic World Youth Day, which is in Brazil this year. But the Vatican didn't want to leave out Catholics who couldn't fly to South America, so the papal court ruled that those who follow the events online and on Twitter with, quote, requisite devotion, end quote, can also earn time off purgatory. And finally, builders in Poland have unearthed what appears to be a vampire burial ground from the 16th century. When the construction crew realized what they'd found, they called in archaeologists to examine the seven skeletons. All had been buried with their heads removed and placed between their legs, which was commonly done to prevent suspected vampires from rising from the dead. A team of historians is trying to determine what year the skeletons were killed, and why. The bones have been sent to a lab for further testing. Miranda Mulligan is Evening Edition's Editor-in-Chief. Our team of writers includes Caitlin Esch, Julia Holloman, Ash Ponders, Philippe Mara-Mendonza, and Celine Muzan. Go to muleradio.net for links to the stories from this episode. Or read our editions from New York, San Francisco, London, and Paris at evening-edition.com. I'm Angela Kilduff. And I'm Tom Carmony. Our podcast is distributed by the Mule Radio Syndicate. Evening Edition is brought to you each weekday by Mule Design Studio. Thanks for joining us. 